Welcome to our community. This is Sarah Tabatesh. We are doing Sichas on Hilchus Pesach Bechira. We're looking at the deeper meaning in from the Sichas of what the Rambam is speaking about in the, about not only measurements of the base of Mikdash, but of the different, um, the placement and the, each of the things in the base of Mikdash. There's a, obviously a deep, um, deep spiritual meaning to all of it and everything has to do with us in our life. So, um, it says on the Pasuk, that the Kaparis Allah Aaron Milamila, this Aaron Titan is the Aedas Asher Yisraelecha. Here we're speaking about the Kaparis over the Aaron. And, um, Titan is the Aedas Asher Yisraelecha. The, the Pasuk is in Parshish Truma. Okay, so about this cover on top of the Aaron, that, um, and of course, and, um, the Luchais go into the, in, in, into the Aaron, and on top of the Aaron is the cover, and on top of that are the Kruvim. Okay, so what is Rashi saying? Now obviously, oh, so just, um, just to give a, just, just to look at it for a second, these Kruvim, we know, well known, really are the embodiment of the relationship between us and Hashem. How he's feeling about us at different times, etc. He gives us a visibility, although no one could see in, to the to the Kedoshim, how he is feeling about us, how he is relating to us, and we know that the most famous thing about these proven that we're on top, that we're on top of this lid, on top of the Aaron, is that when we thought he hated us, he really loved us. When we thought that the moment was there that he was destroying the base of Migdash, and we figured that if someone could seek into the Kaidish Kedoshim, they would see that the Kruvim were at two opposite ends, really completely facing away from each other, and the fact is they were embracing. So we came to understand that we can't always understand Hashem's, we can't always read Hashem's feelings by his actions. That's one of the, that's one of the main, that's the main place that we realize we can't really know what people feel by how they act, even if you're good at reading their energy, because if Hashem is good at concealing his feelings, (laughs) then surely everybody else is. Uh. Okay, so back to these um, these proving that tell us that you can't, you can't really tell anybody's feelings by their actions, especially today, because you can't tell Hashem's feelings by His actions, um, and that's what we that's what the proving are telling us. So they're kind of the template for that. So let's see what the what the Rambam says about them. There are a lot of details to them, and what and the, these physical details mean a lot. So Rashi writes the reason for it. Says the pasuk there, Nichol It says, Speaking about, you know, take these luchais and put them inside the aron. But he's, but it really, it's, it's sort of said two times. For because it says, So what is it telling us? I'm, I'm just going to jump a bit. So it's teaching us that um, Okay, so here's an interesting detail. What are we learning here from what Rashi says? That when the iron was just sitting there without the cover on top of it, there's this cover and the, these Kruvim, the famous Kruvim, are going to be on top of it. Before that cover and then the Kruvim were on top, the Luchais were already put into the Aaron. And then the cover with the Kruvim went on top. Now, obviously, this is a huge revolution. In other words, it seems like a detail, like, okay, they put it in there. It's anything but that. 
Everything about who we are, what we are, what life is, where we're going, how it's happening, is all embodied in that. Because, and we're going to see in a minute. The Ramban says, Rashi. the Ramban looks at the words of Rashi and he says like this, hmm, Yabas, there's an issue here. Okay, so what what we have here is between Rashi and Ramban. <coughs> Rashi seems to be implying that you can call it the Aaron. It is called the Aaron before it has the Luchas in it. The name, its name is Aaron. Uh, sorry, not the, sorry. Before it has a cover on it, it's still called Aaron. It's an Aaron. Later on, you're going to put on a cover. But it's still an Aaron without the cover. And the Ramban says it's called the Aaron once you put the cover on top of it, which seems to us to be a minor detail. But in this journey between all of the Mephorshim, etc., back and forth, he says this and he says that, we release tremendous amounts of light. And, and we're assuming that what's being released through this journey is this issue of, I'm just, this is my, I'm surmising, this issue of you can't, you don't know what anybody's feeling by their actions. Because here we're we're focusing on what is the what what are these 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 uh, kruvim sitting on top of you know and what's its status etc. So you know this this whole idea is how do people feel about me? How do people feel about anything? It's all it's all locked into here. So. So here we don't just have, we have a dispute, let's say between Rashi, Rashi says one thing and the Ramban says another. What is the dispute? What do you call this? When can you call it an Aaron? That's part of the dispute. What else is there? It's literally about the halacha. What is what? Where? What? What do you do with it? Because the Ramban says that the kaparis, this cover over the Aaron, is part of the Aaron. You know, an Aaron comes with a cover. You know, it comes with a lid. It's part of the iron. And only specifically when this lid, when this cover is sitting on top of the iron, then it's fully on the iron. Just like in the iron itself, it's made out of these three layers, and Dafka, when all three are there, it's an iron. So the same thing with the kaparis, the cover over the iron. It's a cover for the iron, but it's part of the iron. That's what the Ramban is saying. But according to Rashi, the kaparis is a separate vessel. The cover of the iron is something separate. It's not just, you know, oh, so what's that? You know, <laughs> for Shalach Manas, everybody, everybody in the community got these cups with lids, you know, with these coffee mugs, which we have a million coffee mugs. But this one has a little little lid that you put on top, which makes it really unique, I think. A few people notice that. So the question is, so it's the, the the mug and the lid, the lid is, is it a separate thing? You can't really use it for anything else. It's part of the mug. It really makes this coffee mug into a coffee mug. So I'm saying here are two different opinions. One is saying the iron is the iron. Okay, it has a lid. The, the lid is part of the iron. And the other opinion is, no, nope, it's a separate thing. But it belongs on top of the iron. Two separate pieces as opposed to one one piece. And we see about halacha. The Raghachadah says, says like this. In the in the Gemara, there's a discussion about, again, is this kaparis, this lid, is it just a lid? You know, is it just a top for the aron? Or does it, is it, um, it, it is something important in itself. But where does it go, this important thing, this kaparis? Oh, yeah, it goes on top of the iron. Which of those two is correct? Okay, so the Raghat Chagar is telling us that there are two differences in halacha. And, it, and again, for this purpose of this journey of, in my mind, figuring this, this, this whole issue out and how it, how it relates to me, 
In halacha, there were two differences. You know, why do, why do we really need to know if the, the kapara is the cover on the aron is part of the aron or it's a separate thing? Why do we need to know? But there are two, there is, there's a difference in halacha. One, the kavan of shleim melech. The question is, of course, it had to be done, they had to be, it had to be done the shema. When they were making, just like when you're making matzah, it has to be the shei matzah, you can't just make the matzahs, but it has to be with a certain kavana. So those who made the, the according to Shlomo Melech, those who made the kapiris, they had to do it with a kavana that is lishma. So the Ramban says, um, that's, it's included in the, when you're doing, when you're making the aron, and you know, and you, you know you're making the aron lishma, this goes together with it. It's, it's part of the package. You have, you're doing the aron lishma, so, so the kapiris are part of that kavana. Come on. But Rashi says, no, 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 no. You need to have a separate kavana that these kaparis are lishma. That's one, that's why it's important to know, you know, what's the difference. And then there's one other point. Okay, so the Rambam, the Ramban says, so the main chafet in the Mishkan, let's go back to the Mishkan. What is the most important place or the most desirable place in the Mishkan. It's Makam Menuchas Hashkina. It's the place where the Shina is. Definitely for us, what do we care about the most? The place where the Shina is. That's where life works. <laughs> the place where the Shina is, where is that place? It's um, in the Mishkan, where is it in Mishkan? Shehua Aaron, it's in the Aaron. How do we know? It says, V'naydatilecha, I become known to you, Sham. That's where I become known to you. That's where, so to speak, I don't know, I appear to you in the Aaron. That's the place where we, if you want to say, that's the place where we get our comfort and our sense of connection and our, that's where we become grounded. Because the Shekhinah is there. Since we live in a time now where almost nobody ever feels grounded, where is the place where we do feel grounded? And why don't we feel grounded? What do you mean? We feel somehow disconnected from Hashem. He's somewhere out there behind a curtain. It's so complicated. So where, where, oh where, do we feel grounded? In the place where the Shekhinah is. Where is that? In the Mishkan, in the, uh, at the place of the Aaron. Hashem says, I become known to you there. Vidibarti Eitcha, and that's where I speak to you. Where? Where exactly, Hashem? Okay, so let's go there. I'll feel better and more grounded, Zechula, etc. Where, where exactly? Which, you know, you know, Lahavda, when you're, when you're going somewhere that you don't know and, um, it takes you all the way, and then it says, you have arrived at your destination. That's when you get confused, because, <laughs> you know, you were doing fine for six hours. It said, turn here, go there, go there. When it says, you have arrived at your destination, that's where we, well, which exactly is the building? Where's the door? That's when you go into total confusion. Well, which, is it the back door, the front door, which building? What is it that? I just see a bunch of, I don't know what my destination is. So where exactly, Hashem, are you speaking to me from and you making yourself known to me from? Me'ala Kapiris. I'm speaking to you from and getting to know you from or getting you to know me from above the Kapiris, above this cover of the Aaron. And so that's why we're speaking about the Aaron and the Kapiris and its cover. And this is done, the Zen Mikal Ayudation, Niceness Aidus, and how does it happen? How come Hashem, why there? Because I told you to put the Aidus, the testimonies, the Luchais, which is the Tyra, into the Aaron, together with the Kapiris. That's where I am. That's where life works. So, um, So it's not just that the Aaron is a vessel for these luchas, for the Aedas. We're calling it the Aedas for these luchas. For the, the testimony means this, this is my, this is my Tyra. This is my testimony to you. This is, this is, you know, 
however you want to understand Eidus, but we're talking about the Luchais. It's, so is it just, you know, I need a cupboard where, you know, I need just like this box where I'm going to put the Eidus. Obviously not. The Aaron is not just a place to put the Luchais. But the Kapiris and the Kruvim are a lavush, a garment and a vessel for the Eidus. So now let's, let's reframe them. Okay, so this Kapiris and these Kruvim are a vessel. They're also a vessel for the Eidus. In other words, wait, you put them inside of, you put these Eidus, you put these Luchas inside of the Aaron. So the Aaron is a vessel for it. Mm. The Kapiris is also a vessel for the, for, for the Luchas, for the Tyrus. And the Kruvim are also a vessel for the Tyrus. So by the way, I'm just saying, I'm surmising. When we derive on Tishabav how Hashem feels about us from seeing the Kruvim, these Kruvim are telling us how, what Hashem is saying through his Tyrus. He speaks to us in code sometimes through his Tyrus. He speaks to us one way through Tyrus. He speaks to us another way through everyday circumstances. So many, in Tyra often we'll say, wow, he loves us. In everyday circumstances we'll say, he doesn't seem to like us very much. He speaks to us in two different ways. But here we have these, again, this Aram, this is the vessel for the, for the Tyra. The Kapiris, this is a vessel for the Tyra. And the Kruvim, this is a vessel for the Tyra. And that brings about, activates, and completes Naidati Lechashan. I, became, I make myself known to you from there, from those three places, from inside the iron, from above the iron on its cover, and from the Kruvim on top of that. According to Rashi, the point of the iron and the point of the Kapiris are two different points. They have two different functions. The iron, according to Rashi, its purpose is for the Aedas, the Tyrus, the, the Luchites. How do we know? It's proven from this at the end of the command where it says to make an Aaron. Before, before Hashem tells us to make a Kapiris, Tyrus says, and the Nasate Ela Aaron is Aedas, and put into the Aaron these Aedas, Asher Eten Elecha. That means, what for? For the purpose of Tyra. As Rashi says, the Aedas is Tyra, which is a testimony between me and you that I commanded to you these mitzvahs. So you need an ar- I want you to t- put into this Aaron, this Adus. This is the resting place for my Tyra. So the Aaron is for the purpose of the Adus, for the purpose of the Tyra. It's a place where the Tyra sits, but the Kapiris, which is spoken about later, that's the place where I become known to you and I speak to you from above the Kapiris between the Kruvin. The place where we meet, says Hashem. I meet with you and I speak with you. We have our little, excuse me, rendezvous place and that is on top of the Kapiris between the Kruvin. That's where you and I meet. Everything I'm going to command to the end. We meet there. That's where I speak to you from. My Tyra is in the Aaron. That's why we need an Aaron. But I speak to you from on top of the Kapiris. That's why we need a Kapiris. And according to Rashi on the Pasuk, it's not the place of the Menuch of the Shechina, Ella. So what is it? Something else. But it's a place. It's not, it, it's not the, the, the important thing about on top of the Kapiris, and this Kapiris is not so much where the Shechina is, it's the place where I speak with you. There's a difference. You know, I live here. You know, there's a, there's, you know, a certain person that I know where they live, but, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it'll explain it. There's this fellow, Name is Michaelson, whatever, and he, he's a success coach and he's very wealthy and very successful and all this other stuff. So he bought two, wherever he lives, he bought 
two big, big, big houses, one next to the other, and he calls one the and one is where he lives, and the other one is where he uh, does does his business, runs his business, runs his seminars, and teaches people how to be successful. So one he calls the Michelson Mansion. His name is Michelson. The Michelson Mansion. That's where he lives with his family. And the other one next door, he calls the Miracle Mansion. That's where he says he helps people create miracles in their business and in their life. Good. Okay, great. So, <laughs> why am I saying that? Hashem says, my Tyra lives in the Aram. I put it there. I'm telling you to put it there. My Tyra resides in the Aram. When I want to meet with you and speak with you, then I don't meet with you in the Aram. Although our interface, we have an, oh, it's interesting. We have an interface between Hashem to us through Tyra. But by the way, we know as Yiddin, and this is the real Chiddush, the real revolution of this generation. Other generations believe if you meet, if you are a Yid and you meet Hashem through Tyra, good, you're a Yid. And if you don't relate to Hashem through Tyra, with what are you a Yid? Who says you're even Jewish? You know, eh, some detail. You're not a real Yid unless you interface with Hashem through Tyra. That's the old way of looking at it. Comes along the Lubavitcher Rebbe in the Darashvi, and he brings out a proof of Pihalacha that we have a place where we interface and meet with Hashem that's not where the Tyra is necessarily. We can actually, and that's why you see all those Yidin who gave their lives al Kiddush Hashem, and today, to this day, are ready to give their lives al Kiddush Hashem without realizing it, that have no open connection to Tyra. And maybe even on their level believe that they disagree with Tyra and don't hold from Tyra. Rahman's fine. So they're two separate places. My Tyra is in the Aaron. I meet with you above the Aaron on top of the Kapyrus. So this Kapyrus is our, on top of it. This is our meeting place. That's an important place. Okay, so now we have one more question. What about the Krubin? Are they a separate thing? Are they part of the Aaron? Are they not part of the Aaron? You know, this meeting place and etc. These Krubin that tell us all this stuff that we want to know. That's where, you know, that's where the action is happening. Sorry to say it that way. So, um, are they part of the Aaron or not? Which, technically, you could wonder why we really need to know. But we really, it, the question is about their legitimacy. Are they part of Tyra? Are they not part of Tyra? So, the Chilas, the difference between Rashi and the Ramban is, is about this Kapiris because, um, is a, you know, Kapar is a thing in itself. Um, about the Kruvim, um, it's made, I think, from one piece from the, from the, the Kapiris. It's all hewn out from one piece. So is it, you know, one, so it's one piece with the, with the Kapiris. Um, but then the other point is, the Kruvim are not just a detail in the Kapiris, you know, it's part of the Kapiris. If the Kapiris is part of the Aaron, so the Kruvim are part of the Aaron. Or, if the Kapiris is not part of the Aaron, but is a separate thing, then the Kruvim are a separate thing from the Aaron. And this is really important. Okay, so, so with, 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 with all of this, um, between the Ramban and, 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 and the Rashi, and Rashi, this idea, again, are the Kapiris part of their one piece with, sorry, the Kruvim are one piece, the Kruvim, let's go back. The Kruvim are the place, the meeting place. Between the Kruvim, Hashem speaks to us from there. That's where we meet. That's a very deeply in, intimate place in a way, between the Kruvim. He speaks to us from there. They are part of, those Kruvim are part of the Kapiris. And then the question is, again, between Ramban and Rashi, is this whole piece, are these Kruvim, part of the fires, are these Kruvim part of the Aaron? A legitimate part of the Aaron or not? Etc. And with all the back and forth, it comes out that the Kruvim are part of the Aaron, the Diyuk, 
just like the Diyas, just like the Kaparis. And all these three, the Kaparis, the Kuvim, and the Aaron, are Makam, Menucha, Tashkina, are the place where the Shkina sits. And other of them, more than that, not just where Hashem sits, then Kaddish Baruch Nikra Yaisheh Vakruvin. He's called the, the sitter, I guess, who, the one who, he sits with the Kruvin, between the Kruvin, in the Kruvin, something like that. So now we're going to go into one more question, I think. The difference between Rashi and the Rambam about the form, the shape, of the Kruvin. Okay, so what we're saying is the difference in the shape, the form, um, the visible form of these, um, the Kapiris and the Kruvin, the Kruvin. Rashi and Ramban have two different opinions. According to Ramban, the Kruvin are like the Mecheskel, sorry, the Merkava that Yecheskel saw. Right? The places. That means the Kruvim are like that chariot, a supernal chariot That's what the Ramban says. Rashi says the Kruvim had the face of little babies. Right? Face of little babies. So, according to the Ramban, the place of the Kruvim is Makam Menucha Tashkina. The place where the Shkina rests. And that's why it's like, according to the Ramban, it has the form of the supernal chariot. What do you mean? It's the place of where the Shekinah is. Rashi says that the Kapiris and the Kruvim are not a detail of the Aaron. But they are separate. Remember, Rashi says that the Kapiris and the Kruvim, the Kapiris with its Kruvim, is separate from the Aaron. And that's why they were the demus of the face of a child, of a baby. Because why did they look like these Kruvim and this Kaparis that's separate from the Aaron? It looked like a baby, according to Rashi. Why? Why do we need to know that? It emphasizes the dearness, the love that Hashem has for us. I, you're like a youth to me. You're like a little child to me. You have the, the face of a child, a little baby. Everybody loves a little baby. They're so sweet. <coughs> So we are to Hashem like a little baby. And according, again, to, according to Rashi, etc., these Kruvim looked like a little baby, showing that's how Hashem feels about us. So the Aaron with the Aegis shows on Tyra. An Aaron with the Luchas inside shows on Tyra. The Kaparis, from which and I, I become known to you and I speak to you from there, Everything that I command you, I speak to you from there. What does the Kapiris emphasize? The Aaron emphasizes Tyra. It is Tyra. What is the Kapiris? The Kapiris, we said, is the meeting place. Where the, the, the love between us and Hashem is emphasized. That's why it looks like a baby. So again, the Aaron is the place of Tyra. The Kurubim are the place of the meeting place. The, of the really deeply intimate love between us and Hashem. But in a way of of the love being expressed as intense love to someone that's so dear, like a little yummy little baby. And so this goes together with what Rabbeinu Bechai says about the Kruvim. That the whole point of the two Kruvim, that they were Zachar and Nekevim, male and female to show how much Hashem loves us, that's the type of love it is. And that's male-female love between Hashem and us. As it says in the Gemara Yama, that when we would go up to be Ayla Radical, so somehow Hashem would show us those comparisons, we would give us the ability to experience the Kruvim that shows the love between Hashem, us and Hashem. And therefore, it shows the Dveikus between us and Hashem, without any intermediary, as it's brought out there. Okay, now we're going to understand what all of this means, what does this mean for us? What is the deeper meaning of all these halakhas? Okay, so, we're going to sum it up about these two relationships we have. Or one relationship we have, and we're going to see the difference in halakha. 
We have a relationship with Hashem via the Tyra. Through Tyra. We have a relationship with Hashem. Through Tyra. Okay. Now, we have a, that's through the Aaron. We have a relationship with Hashem higher than Tyra. That's on top of the Aaron. Now, let's see. So we know about that. We know that in this generation, that's really the emphasis, which was something that was never emphasized before. Before in other generations, your relationship with Hashem is through Tyra. You don't have a relationship with Tyra, forget it. Forget it, so you don't have a relationship with Hashem. That is not correct. But the classical way, there are two ways we have a relationship with Hashem, through Tyra and above Tyra. So the through Tyra one was the standard one. And only in this generation it becomes, the emphasis becomes that that relationship we have above Tyra, you know, above the Kapiris, um, becomes the primary relationship. So, in a bunch of ways. So, maybe I'll, I'll not, not just that you can be accepted as a Yid no matter what, but there's a level of um, being a Yid there's a, a, a way of, of having a relationship with Hashem that there's one through Tyra. There's one higher than Tyra where you're not really involved in mitzvahs. And then that's number two, right? There's, an, a, there's a relationship with Hashem through Tyra, number one. The number two one would be relationship with Hashem without Tyra, without visible relations, connection to Tyra. And three, that power of relationship higher than Tyra, being permeated into a relationship through Tyra. Okay, so now, let's finish this off here. So the Ramban says, sweet things, what is he talking about? He's talking about the secrets of Tyra. That's connected with revelation. Are the secrets revealed? Secrets of Tyra revealed or not revealed? And from the revelations, we become connected with Tyra and Tyra with Hashem, which means the connection between us and Hashem is through Tyra. On the revealed level, the connection between us and Hashem is um, through Tyra. That's according to the Ramban. Remember, the Ramban says that the the Ramban says these kruvim and this kapira is part of the aron halachically is part of the aron. Meaning, what is it? What's its implication? You as a yid have a relationship with Hashem as part of Tyra. As part of Tyra. That's the Ramban. It's one thing. Your relationship with Hashem comes through as part of Tyra. This three strands, this three-legged stool, you, Hashem, Tyra, it's one piece. It doesn't work otherwise. You need three legs to stand on this stool, so to speak. That's what the Ramban is really standing behind. That's what he's promoting. One piece. That's it. You You have a relationship with Hashem? It comes through Tyra. Now, Rashi says a different thing. These are separate. Rashi says the Aaron is one thing, the Torah is one thing, and the Kapiris and the Kruvim are another. The Kapiris includes the Kruvim. The Kapiris is a different thing, a separate thing. So the Aaron is the place where you receive Tyra, and the Kapiris on top of the Kapiris is where you have a relationship with, a very intimate relationship with Hashem. Two separate things. See that? In other words, let's just take this for a second in the psychological realm. There really are people, or it's not so common anymore, but there are people who could say, what does learning Tyra have to do with the relationship with Hashem? Right? That was the classical um, China of the Baal Shem Tov, that he came along at a time where people really felt that way. You know, you learn Tyra, you learn Tyra. What does that have to do with your relationship with Hashem? I mean... We're, and the Baal Shem Tov said, what? There are two separate things. There's a relationship with Hashem. And then there's a relationship with Tyra. And the Baal Shem Tov said, oh, you're joking, right? Saying, what do you mean? 
We have a relationship. You didn't have a relationship with Tyrus. And then, what does that have to do with Hashem? The Baal Shem Tov put everything he had and all of Chassidim, all Chabad Chassidim into fighting that, that question. What do you mean, what does it have to do with Hashem? The whole thing is one piece. Okay, so Rashi says, in Pshut Hashem Nikra, the Pashtas, what do you feel? The simplicity of the Yid, Pashtas of the Yid. The Pashtas of the Yid is one with Pshitas of Atmos. And this connection of the Yid um, with Hashem is even higher than the connection through Tyra. Right, that we know. As we know, it's a three-way, you know, three ropes. There's a Kesher between Yisrael, Kuchabichu, Yisrael, Vuraisa. Three. Hashem, the Yidin, and the Tyra. They all three belong together. But how do you tie them? Who's on top? What's on top? So Rashi, Rashi says, remember, Rashi says that they're separate. The Kapyrus is separate from the Aaron. Rashi says that the Kapyrus are a Kali separate from the Aaron. That's what Rashi says. Because the Kapyrus connect, uh, the Kapyrus implies, expresses what? So the Kapyrus expressed the essential connection between the Yidden and Hashem higher than Tyra. Again, the Kapyrus expressed the essence connection between Yid, the Yid and the Yidden and Hashem higher than Tyra. We have an essence connection with Hashem that's higher than Tyra. So where are you going to experience it? On top of the iron. On the capyrus, on top of the capyrus, we're on top of the iron. Because it's higher than that. But Pizaman Razal, and that's why Razal says, the thought of the Yidden came first before Tyre is higher. Yidden, even in thought, are higher than Tyre. And that's what it means, the Pneem Sinan, that the Kruvim were the most parts of Tina. They were like the form of a baby. They look like the face of a baby. Why? Because the Ava Atmos, the essence love from a father to a son, does not have to do with the Mila of the son. He's not lovable because he does something. He just is in that position. Because the reason he is loved is because there's an essence connection, not because the son does anything great. And Ava is Atmis is begoli benegea, and when do we see an ava atmis the most um, with a little son? Interesting. Well, you could say kid didn't do anything to to earn my love. Okay, so then all he has is ava atmis. Although he is cute, <laughs> it seems to me that we love little children because they're so cute. But really, the parent loves the little child, not because they're cute, but because they have an ava atmis. So, um, the same thing with us. The ava atmis that Hashem has for us, we're the little child, is not connected with what we do in Tyre Mitzvah. It's not, he loves us because we do all those mitzvahs and we learn so much Tyre. No. Why does he love? He does, but he has a place in him, his Ava Atmis, where he loves us not because we do that stuff, but because we're Chelek Elakami Ma'amamish, because we're part, we're one with him. It's an essence connection. Chelek Minanis. And therefore, such a love is expressed, Bidmus, like in the form of the face of a Tinoch, a child. So now, we're going to understand one, one more thing. There's a difference between Rashi and the Ramban. Remember, in the reason that the Kapyrus with the Kruvim um, are on top of the Aram. So really, Ramban and Rashi disagree with about in a few things. They disagree, is the Kapyrus part of the Aram or separate? Rashi says it's separate. Ramban says it's part of the Aram. That's one disagreement. Another disagreement, Ramban and Rashi. What is the what do the Kruvim look like? Ramban says they look like the chariot, the supernal chariot. Rashi says no, they look like a baby. 
and then one more. Um, why, why was the papyrus on top of the Aaron? For the Ramban says, the Kapiris and the Kruvim, why were they on top of the Aaron? You need them for the Eidah Sheba Aaron. You need them for the, the, the Tyra that's in the Aaron. Shalachin Maji Shekhazadni Bein Shnei Kruvim. Shalachin Ramban says, what, um, Okay, so to sum all of this up, of course, what we see here is we've gone through a journey in which the Rebbe is showing al pihalacha that let's say there are there are three there are three aspects in our relationship with Hashem and Tyra. One is we have a relationship with Hashem through Tyra. Period. We do Tyra, we get a relationship with Hashem. That's one. Two. We have a relationship with Hashem higher than Tyra. We are essentially connected with Hashem, even if Chas we don't keep Tyra Mitzvah. And three, then that relationship that doesn't actually seem to need, that relationship that we have with Hashem, that doesn't seem to need Tyra, doesn't seem to, seems above Tyra, it's a very unique type of frequency that that then be permeated, permeated into our Avaida in Tyra. That's the third, the combination of the two. And here the Rebbe is activating that possibility of the third one, the second and the third, through this halachic discussion of extracting the light and going back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth to bring that light bring that possibility even more through halacha out into the world, into everyday reality, releasing that and making that available to everyone. So that this isn't only speaking about who's on the derech and who's officially off the derech and who's officially on the derech. We don't know who's on and who's off. But this is, this is also speaking to us. This is not about them. This is about us. We all have those parts of ourselves that um, we have a connection with Hashem through Tyra. We also have a connection with Hashem higher than Tyra. And then there's that possibility of bringing that down into our relationship with Hashem with Tyra. And we have the more committed part of ourselves. In any given day, there are moments in the day when you're, you know, fresh, not hungry, not tired, all of that, where you're deeply connected to Hashem, you see a pasuk in Chumash and wow. And then, and then there are parts of that where, you know, parts of the day you're tired, you're hungry, you're overwhelmed, you're busy, you're this and that. And somebody says, ah, oh, I heard an amazing vart. You know, you're like, okay, whatever. Whatever. It just doesn't move you. You know, somebody sends you a little video or a little, a little clip. They say, oh, did you hear this about Chumash Space? You're like, okay, whatever. I'm very busy. I'm very tired. I'm very hungry. I don't know. I don't know. Meaning, that connection with Tyra, it's just not moving you. So, that means that we can, Hashem in His infinite wisdom sees that besides everything else, we can't just rely on that one. Because there are literally times in the day when we're more inspired than others, right? We talk about inspiration. What does inspiration mean? means times when you feel you feel the tyrant in your life and you feel you feel elevated through a vart in Tyra. And there are moments of the day when you don't feel elevated through a vart. And everybody has that. So here the Rebbe is activating all of that. And thank God the Kiddush of this generation is we have a connection with Hashem outside of that, higher than that. And then even more, we can bring that higher than that connection down into our entire connection with Hashem to create real power, be those who inspire the world in the Mishnah, they bring the world to 
had deep, deep connection to root. I was like, yeah, Asakola, I don't know, that's the the entire occupation of the whole world will only be nothing other than to know Hashem through Tyra, through us, and therefore, and therefore, all of this is being activated through these halachas, through the other, um, discussing these halachas. Okay, so let's finish off here. So the Ramban says, remember, oh, we have a, the Ramban says that these are very sweet things that, um, that um, these things of the secrets of Tyra, that's connected with revelations. And mitzad, the revelations, we are, Yisrael Miskash and Baraisa, we are connected with Tyra, and Tyra is with Hashem. We have a connection with Hashem through Tyra. We said this already. But that's according to the Ramban. But according to Rashi, Pshutis Hashem Mikra, what are we feeling? The Pashtus of the Yid. In other words, sorry, we have to go back a second. The Aaron, um, remember, is the Aaron, is, are the, are the, are the, are the, is the, sorry, Kaparis part of the Aaron or not part of the Aaron? Is our relationship with Hashem through Tyra or can it be without Tyra? According to the Ramban, comes through Tyra. According to Rashi, Shomikra, the Pashtas of the Yid is felt in that relationship with Hashem above the the Aaron, in the Kapiris, above the Kapiris, the Pashtas of the Yid is there. The Pashtas of the Yid is one with the Pashtas of Asmid. And therefore, this connection of the Yid with Hashem is even higher than the connection that we have through Tyra. So Rashi can, so to speak, afford to say they are two separate things. Because the Ramban sort of, the implication from the Ramban, without saying it, it's really just how lot of detail is, the implication would be we have our connection with Hashem through Tyra. The implication from Rashi would be it can be separate. One can have no visible connection to Tyra. And just have that connection of that intimate connection with Hashem above the Kapiris, above the Aaron, on a level in which we don't seem obviously connected to the Tyra, Chashon. And we can have a very, very deep, intimate connection with Hashem between the Kruvim. In that intimate relationship between the Kruvim, Zachar and the Keva, and that's where our relationship is, and that's where Hashem meets us, and that's where He speaks to us. And that is evidenced in this generation where you have many, many, many people who don't seem to have a visible or don't want a visible connection with Tyra. It used to be people who never had any relationship with Tyra. Now we have a whole generation of people who had seem to have learned a lot of Tyra and um, don't want to have a relationship with Hashem through Tyra. In fact, when they hear, hear words of Tyra, it sours that feeling of wanting to have a relationship. But there's a place in which they can have a need and crave a relationship with Hashem, but it's outside of the realm of classical Tyra. It's on top of the Aram. It's on top of the, the Kaparis. And that's where, on top, outside of that realm, that's where they meet with Hashem. That's where we meet with Hashem. So both are valid, but Rashi is promoting that up there above, you don't have to learn a positive, you don't have to stay a vart, and you can have a very deep relationship with Hashem. So, now, and one other thing, it says, plus Sharon, it's a three-way thing. And so Rashi says that, so to take it back to Allah, that the Kapiris and the Kruvim are a Kali, are separate from the Aris. Why? Because the Kapiris expresses the, the one, the Hiskastrik Atmish, the essential union between us and Hashem higher than Tyra. And Rizal says, the thought of the Yid 
is higher than, than Tyrus. That in a way the Yid is higher than Tyrus. And that's the explanation of the penis, that the Kruvim were the face, they looked like a baby. Because the Abba Atmos of a father to a son is not connected to what the son does. But rather because they're one thing. The Abba Atmos is revealed to his little son. The father has essential love to his son, not because of what his son does. Because it's an essence love. That's the Kapiris love. That's not the love that comes through the Aaron. That's the love that comes through the Kapiris. So, um, and the Ava Atmos of Hashem to us is not connected to what we do. In Tyranitzis, it's not connected to our Aaron Avaida, our Luchais Avaida, but rather because we're Chelakelakami Mamamish. Well, this must be an important thought, because there's a lot of noise here. And so this Ava Atmis of Hashem to us is emphasized in the look of the proven that they look like a baby, a baby whom you love essentially. Okay, so one last question. There's a difference between Rashi and the Ramban. In the reason why the Kapiris have to be on top of the Aaron. So we understand. Hashem needs a place to meet with us. Outside of Tyra. He needs a place to meet with us. So why does it have to be on top of the Aaron? It could be somewhere else. He can meet with us through Tyra. Or he can meet with us outside of Tyra. Why does it have to be on top of Tyra? And according to the Rambam, the Kapiris and the Kruvim are for the purpose of the Eidos in the Aaron. The, the Kapiris and the Kruvim are for the purpose of the, the Tyra in the Aaron. I guess in order to make that whole thing work of the Tyra in the Aaron, you need the Kapiris. You need a Shatham. You need the Shatran who's going to bring about this Shaddaf. You have Tyra and you have Yidin and you need a Shatran. So maybe the Kapiris is there to do that Shaddaf between Tyra and the Yidin. So it's there up on top of the Aaron. It's from between the two Kruvim that are on top of the Aaron Aedas. But, and the Ramban says, that's what the Ramban says. Rashi says something different. Why are the Kruvim there? You know, is that for a Shidduch, so to speak? Why is the Kaparis there? To create that Shidduch between Tyre and us? Rashi says no. Why, is, why are the Kaparis sitting on top of the Aaron? Because it is higher than the Aaron. Because the Kapiris in this relationship, oh well, it's super noisy. Because this relationship with Hashem is higher than a relationship that you can have through Tyra. You can't really get to that level of a relationship, that frequency of a relationship of that intimacy that you get through the the Kapiris and the Kruvim, you can't get to it through Tyra. It's higher than Tyra. So the Kruvim and the Kapiris are sitting higher than the, the Aaron, higher than the Tyra. And so what do they do when they're sitting there? They protect the Aaron. So not only you can't get to it through Tyra, it's something different. Now, but, but, now there's another, there's another benefit to them. Those Kruvim and that relationship, that essential relationship, it protects the Tyra. The Kapiris is a cover for the Aaron and the Adas. 
meaning um, they protect the Tyra because of the the essential connection between the essence connection between us and Hashem. The Yidner must be in the Tyra. We elevate the Tyra through that frequency of connection that's higher than the Tyra. And then the last thing is this is connected with the why is it called Kapyrus, this cover for the Aaron? It's from the word Kapara. Because the Kaya for Kapara on a Chait, a person does a Chait, they so to speak break the relationship between a Yid and Tyra. How do you fix something that you broke? You have to fix it from a higher place. So that kapara comes from a place that's higher than the source that comes from the source of a yid as it's higher than Tyra. You have to fix that breakage not from the place where it's broken but from higher. From the place where we are, we have a connection that's higher than Tyra. And that's why when there was a a lack in a yid in his his mitzvahs and Tyra, when there was a lack in his connection with Hashem, he could fix it with the kapira, with the kruvim, with that relationship. Um, with the kapira. And not only that, like the Maila Balechev over Sadiqim, all the way to the highest parish of kapira, lechaper, lifnei Hashem, liyas, nachas, ruch, and then bring that whole thing, that whole relationship into a very, very deep, intimate essence relationship with Hashem in our learning of Torah. The ultimate is, the ultimate is that even though that's a separate thing, so let's let's pull this all together, even though Rashi is saying these are separate things. That relationship that we can have with Hashem on an essence level does not depend on our connection to Torah does not depend on our visible learning of Tyra. It's something separate. You can have one without the other. You can have, you're capable of having an essence connection with Hashem without really learning Tyra. But that's, again, and that shows the mile of every single yid. And we really don't know who's who at some point. But ultimately, that's a temporary stepping stone for bringing us to the point, the third level, in which that essence connection with Hashem then permeates how we learn Tyra and gives us and, and brings us to that ultimate ruula potential, gives us our ultimate power as teachers in the world to bring the entire world to that essential to that recognition that, uh, of Hashem and wherever we are meant to take the world in their connection with Hashem. So um, we did not discuss that the, over here, we don't see halakhically that the Kruvim are the place that shows us that the way Hashem feels is not the way he's acting or the way he's acting is not the way he feels. That will be for another sicha, but all of this we understand is the Rebbe activating that number two connection, an essence connection with Hashem above the Tyra through Halacha and releasing it into the world so it becomes even more possible for more people, for more Yidna. And in each and every Yid who himself is somebody who learns Tyra, clearly through this halachic discussion back and forth and back and forth, something's being released into the world that can release something in us and um, and ultimately release the last blockage to bring us to the Gulamitis Vashlema when the entire world will recognize the power of Tyra. The ultimate is not to bypass Tyra, but to recognize the, who a Yid really is. And what he really is, which means to recognize who we really are and what we are, because we really have no idea. And to recognize what Tyra is and what, you know, what it really is, because we really have no idea. And for the world to recognize what a yid is and what Tyra is, because they really have no idea.
and for all that to be released into the world and become basic knowledge so that from that point we can really start to move forward into the entire the occupation of the whole world will be nothing other than to know Hashem. And may it be that through this learning of Hilchot Beis Bechira, we should find ourselves um, there, in that Beis HaMikdash Shlishi, there, you know, where the, it's all being activated and we should find ourselves immediately there now.